I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United United States States veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. military vets talking pro wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets... Sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome Welcome to the the No Shave Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wrestling fans of all ages, and sports entertainment fans, welcome to the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. I'm Jay Tilly. Man, we are here. We're coming to you from the sunshine state of Florida. AEW came to you from, it's neither a road nor an island, Rhode Island. The crowd was great. The action was so much fun. Uh, Rampage is really starting to step it up. And uh, the Battle of the Belts was fantastic. Soup, just, it was a great show. I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah, I I had a good time. I had some issues with it, but it's it's Rampage. They tend to it's I guess it's their B show. I guess I can't always expect some of the main storylines to carry on, even though this one kind of did a little bit with the uh Brandon Cutler stuff later on, but we can get to that. I think that's going to be a fun match anyway on Wednesday. But yeah, we open up with Hook and uh, Ethan Page in a False Count Anywhere match or I'm sorry, FTW rules. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I think it's the first time I've seen Hook in a kind of no DQ. No, he did that one with Stokely Hathaway. I doesn't count though, but like yeah, against an actual terrible. wrestler. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I I was impressed with it. Showed me a little something more from Hook than what I had uh, seen in the past. Uh-huh. You know, I I like Hook. I like when Hook debuted. They did a good job of like, dude, this guy can beat anybody. He went up against big guys. He went up against small guys, and he was on a roll. 
but he kind of got a little stale because it was the same thing over and over again. So this was nice to kind of see a little different approach in the match. And then, um, am I misremembering this? Didn't he hit the twist of fate to finish it? I think or, he did. Or was it Ethan went for it? Oh, no, you're right. Ethan Ethan went to hit the twist of fate. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I, I, I thought I remembered a twist of fate in there, but now I was like, no, it was Ethan that tried to hit it. And then he got reversed into the red run. That's right. Uh-huh. But yeah, a uh, decent match. Uh, yeah, not a whole lot to say about it. it. It looked good. It was a good showing for Hook to show that he could do more than just the, a couple little moves. I will say he's getting crisper. Uh, I have a feeling this direction he's taking. Uh, I have a feeling maybe backstage he's working a little bit with Matt Hardy um, or or his dad even, but he's working with somebody because you can kind of start seeing some of it. The only reason I say Matt Hardy is because they're in a story together. But yeah, I was impressed with it. It wasn't it wasn't too bad at all. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. The crowd was into it. Um, Bully Ray and and Billy Gunn say that you know you're over when wrestling comes to town and women are showing up. And there was, I mean, I'm not going to say 50-50, but it was probably 20, 20% women were there. The crowd was feeling it. And that's a long day to go to an AEW taping because you're going to see the Ring of Honor taping. You're going to see the Wednesday offering. This and- one wasn't that way. Dynam- uh, Rampage was live last night. They did Rampage and uh, Ring of Honor last night, so it wasn't oh, as maybe bad that's as normal. Why the, maybe that's why yeah. the energy was so much higher. Yeah. Well, that's cool then. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you get you get a live crowd, a lot more energetic feedback, plus the crowd is going to see so many um, performers because you're going to get the Ring of Honor guys, you're going to get the Dark Elevation, you're going to get the Elevation, and you're going to get the main roster AEW and the crowd was in it. And like you said, the way Hook was moving around, it wasn't just like he wasn't just sitting there waiting for that one move. And, you know, like and we talked about Ethan Page a little bit earlier on another episode. I really dig him. I like his character, the character work. And he's that typical sleazy heel. And like you said, you know, he probably needs a, he needs a good feud and some work on some of those small fundamentals. Like when he goes to hit the ropes, when he's moving forward, he does this like little shuttle step. Mm-hmm. Once, uh, once he gets rid of a couple of those, like the, you know, when he's about to get hit, cause he he'll like tense up real quick. So once he gets rid of that and starts trusting who he's in the, in the ring with, I think, I think he'll, you know, he'll skyrocket up kind of like what Starks I hope is going to be doing here with that feud with the gun club and stuff. So, yeah, I I love uh I, lo- I love Ethan Page. Well, loves strong word. I I like a lot Ethan yeah. Page. Um, outside the ring, think he's awesome. Think he's he's a great Twitter follower. Follows YouTube. He's a toy. Excuse me, a toy collector like me. But um, yeah, I just there. He was on a roll there, and I thought he was going to feud with MJF. Then he kind of got stalled out. And like I said, when we did the uh, SmackDown thing, I want to say he worked Ricky Starks, and there were a couple times in that match. I'm like, ooh. I think he would benefit, um, if not a feud, but get in the ring there with get in there with some of these experienced guys you got behind you. Now, I'm not saying he's not; he might be, and and maybe that's what we're seeing. He's working towards that stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I I like him a lot, and I would, he's got the charisma for days, man. Oh yeah, he's right up there with like Ricky Starks, and you know these guys who uh, Jericho. He's got that charisma where, and he's got the look. He's got the look that it'll bring those ladies to the to the events. Yeah, not, I'm not trying to trying trying to make it weird. But he's a good looking dude. Yeah. And uh, I, I definitely 
you know, I, I could see he's his personality shines, even though he's a heel. He's got those like I know it sounds weird, but happy eyes. Like he always looks yeah. happy to be there. So I think, uh, yeah, I think he struggled with some storyline stuff because uh, they put him in some wonky things. I don't think he should have joined the firm. But hey, uh, they took this thing with Mar- Matt Hardy and as a pet project, and they made it work. It was over in the building. People loved it. Um, he's going to come out the back end, you know, obviously having worked with Matt Hardy and learning from Matt Hardy. So that'll be good. Uh, yeah, it was a good piece of business, a good match. So I enjoyed it. Cool. Then we had, uh, the, probably the worst thing on damn AEW right now, that QTV stuff. Oh. Um, yeah. they made some jokes about the sale. Uh, they made, I really, I usually don't take offense and get upset about things said in wrestling. I thought the break a leg thing to Dante Martin was a little, I don't know, Too man. I, <laughs> now it could be Dante gave him the okay and it was fine, but it still was just like, Oh man, like that ain't cool. Cause that dude's going to be out for a while. Cause that shit is broke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, your legs was, not supposed to do a 360 degree spin. Yeah. I was like, yeah, man, that's, it's too soon. I, I don't, uh, I think you should leave some of that stuff alone. Like if, unless you get green lighted, like when Mox went away for rehab or Hardy, you know, is dealing with his dependency issues. I think you should leave that alone. Like if, you know, how um, Jarrett and Angle were able to do business, even though that that weird divorce situation, if you can get through that, I mean, and you green light it, okay, cool. But yeah, I, I thought it was too soon. And the QT, QT, QTV, it's, um, I get what they're trying to do, but I think seeing it every week is mm, too much. Yeah, I'm not a, not a fan of it. And and they could have got the green light from Dante to talk about it, but I don't know. It was still a little raw for me because I watched that match live, and that was pretty brutal. And ugh, yeah, so yeah, that's enough about QTV because it's crap, and I don't like it. But somebody might out the, out there might love it. Hey, hey like I said when we when we talked on uh, Friday about there's something out there for everybody in wrestling, and those WWE guys that don't want to make the jump, this is a very WWE thing. So you know if you if you think that. AEW is just a bunch of indie flippy doo dudes. Uh, you should check it out. There, there's some sports entertainment stuff out there. Absolutely. All right. Then we got uh, Daddy Magic, Cool Hand, Ange make their entrance. And then the acclaimed uh, going up against who's the infantry and two other guys. Uh, hold on. I'm going to look it up real quick. LSG Bobby Orlando and, and LSG. Bobby. Yeah. So uh, the infantry is pretty cool. I like them. I saw them in Ring of Honor recently. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty much a squash match, which you knew it was going to be. Hey, I'm okay with those. Uh, they all ha- they have a place in wrestling. If you grew up in the '80s, that's all. <laughs> that's all the main event, Saturday main event, and most of the shows were is every match you knew the winner or the loser coming in, and then the ones that you didn't know were the pay per views. And I kind of dig that AEW does that sometimes. Just you know, the winner or the losers, and the pay per views are going. I don't know who's going to win this, but <laughs> uh, what did swerve me at the end was that it was the JAS that turned on the acclaimed. I didn't see it coming. Like I knew they obviously weren't going to join together, but I thought it was gonna be more like, nah, we're just going to challenge you to a match. Did not see the attack coming out of nowhere. I thought, okay, that, that got me. Not that I'm super excited for that. Actually, to be honest with you, the, the 2.0 guys or uh, daddy magic and cool hand Ange are pretty good wrestlers. So a, a feud between them and the acclaimed might be kind of fun. Yeah, and I the, the mic work the, is going to be yes, great. Absolutely. That's what I was going to say. I think it'll be a good program because it gets the acclaim away from the title. Just realize I'm wearing uh, my acclaim shirt. Yeah, you're <laughs> rocking the acclaim shirt. 
it gets them away from the tag team titles so FTR can work with, you know, some of the other um, guys on the roster and then they'll come back to the acclaim. And then, you know, I, I like whenever the acclaim is on because of their, the mic work, the rap, the scissor me daddy ass, that, that stuff is just, it's gold. I, <laughs> I love yeah. not, not to flashback to Wednesday. And I don't know if I ever talked about it Wednesday, but it, it's, I chuckled again when they brought it up, but the, <laughs> when daddy magic and cool hand, Andrew are going to scissor and, you, and <laughs> Billy, Hunnigan, no, 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 leave the scissoring to professionals. I don't know. I mean, I, I popped at that and I popped again when they showed the replay last night. Yeah, I didn't see the attack coming, so it was pretty good. Match match itself was a squash, so there's not much to it. But, uh, you know, Captain Sean Dean's the only guy that's undefeated against uh, MJF. So, just saying. That's uh, some pretty cool storyline there that I hope they revisit down the road. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, then we get Swerve Strickland talking about, I don't know what it is with these stupid announcement things. I've got an announcement, but I'm not going to tell you right now. Okay, Swerve, thanks. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, he's got an announcement. He's going to tell us later. Then we get Darby Allen and <laughs> Lee Moriarty. I dig Lee Moriarty, man. His oh yeah, his move set, his um, the tiger his, style, yeah. And he was in Lucha Underground as well. He was a kill shot. Oh, so uh, I had no idea. Yeah, he was. Uh, he kill really. Shot. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he really put it in. He was. He was. Yeah, it was good stuff. So, so it's good to see him, Darby Allen. We talked about this earlier too. Like you think of wrestlers that you haven't seen in bad matches and Darby Allen is he can work on the mat. He can fly around the ring. He can work with big guys, little guys, like everything in between. And the two of them were worked so well together. And I don't know if it's because Darby Allen's been working with sting or Darby Allen's work ethic or what, but man, just, it was, I really, I really enjoyed that match. And, I think Darby Allen is probably one of the most underrated wrestlers there is. Yeah. I don't think he gets enough credit for the work he does because so the, the match was, like you said, a really good match. Uh, and then you had big bill ringside too. And also I want to hit on this. I don't know if it's, if it's a shoot or not, but Jim Ross said Darby Allen was run over by a car in New York, like the day before doing some skateboarding. And sure enough, when he took off his shirt, like there's bruises and everything. So like, Oh my God, did he really get hit by a car? probably knowing the way he does stuff, but uh, yeah. And he wrestled this match anyway, but uh, yeah, big bill was out there and big bill slinging him around and, oh, man. and throwing him around and he's taking those crazy bumps. And then uh, yeah, he ends up winning with the coffin drop. Uh, good stuff. I, I, yeah, like I said, I don't, I can't think of a Darby Allen match that I haven't enjoyed. Uh, I think putting him with sting was a good way to kind of show him some of the other like fundamentals that he needed to learn. But yeah, I think he's one of the most underrated wrestlers that AEW has, if not one of the most underrated wrestlers in North American wrestling right now. Um, and, and I think, so going back to the Sting thing, I think Sting is the reason his promo work against MJF a few weeks ago in that four pillar promo was so good. I think that's Man, what that he's getting from so Sting good. because his promo work has never been great. And I think that might be what he's getting from Sting. But uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, he goes to leave the ring after the win and here comes Swerve Strickland, which Again, another interesting call because yes, those two have great chemistry in the match, uh, in the in the ring. I don't know if you saw their match uh, from a few months ago, but really, really good stuff between those two. I just thought it was weird to put him in a program when he's in the four pillar program. But again, it's AEW, so they will cross program stuff all the time. So I'm, I'm, but what I was disappointed in, and I don't, I don't mean any 
disrespect to what is it, the kingdom they're called. Uh, so that's what his announcement was. He joined. He he's merged with the kingdom uh, with Brian Cage, which means we're going to get a Darby Allen versus Brian Cage match. Those guys have good chemistry too. Yeah, that'll be fun. But oh, I'm sorry, the embassy. It's the embassy. The kingdom is Matt Taven's group. Oh, yeah, the yeah. embassy Matt is Prince uh, Prince Nane's group. But yeah, anyway, so so that's who he merged with. I was like, mm, there's a missed opportunity there. Why not have him join Bullet Club? Or, oh, and I guess man. they're officially called Bullet Club Black and Gold is what they're calling the AEW one. But that's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, are we going to get Swerve in the Bullet Club? But it was the embassy. I'm okay with it. Um, I, I just don't like getting a little of my Ring of Honor in my AEW. Like, I'd rather, kind of like we talked about on the SmackDown thing, just keep them separate. So if you're going to have two separate brands, keep them separate. Yeah. So good stuff. Uh, I was yeah, good with it. Yeah. Real quick, I uh, misspoke. It was uh, Lee Moriarty had had other alter egos. It was uh, Strickland that was kill shot. So, ah, okay. Yeah. Swerve Strickland was kill shot. Yes. That makes more. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, before that, he was Shane Strickland and okay. then he was kill shot and then now he's Swerve. Nice. Yeah. Sorry yeah. About that. No, that's cool. That's a good, good correction there, sir. A redaction. <laughs> I have to redact my statement, sir. Yeah. Uh, then we get to sit down with Jade, Car- Jade Cargill and Ty Valkyrie, your girl. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Uh, cool. You know, whatever. I do like the fact that, uh, Ty called out that, uh, that move has been being used for decades. You didn't invent it. So that was pretty good. Then we get the video package hyping up the main event, which is Julia Hart and Anna J. Awesome that the women main evented it. Awesome showing from Julia Hart and Anna J. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Specifically was... since we haven't seen Anna J for a while. Cause she took that nasty bump. So it was good to see her back. Uh, yeah, I was, man, I was on board for this match. I, when I got announced, I was kind of like, but Julia Hart has been putting in some work. I don't know whether I'll be the first to admit, I don't watch, watch dark and elevation all the time. Every once in a while, here's something I'll pull it up, but she must be doing work down there. Cause last time I saw her ring was nothing near to this. She was feeding properly. She was bumping. There were a couple clumsy moments here and there, but, uh, overall, Fantastic match, and she wins with the miss in the eyes. But yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was a good showing for both women. I can't believe Anna Jay has like less than 100 matches under her belt. or I'm, That might be exaggerated. I don't know exactly what it is, but she is super green. She is a super green wrestler. Matter of fact, I'm, I want to look it up. But um, Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. That was that was a great match. Their, both of their gear looked really good. Their move sets, they had really good chemistry. It didn't feel like... One was carrying the other. It seemed like they were, uh, you know, they were both in it. So I, I, this was uh, a really enjoyable um, hour long show. And now that you're pointing out that it was, it was not recorded. I think that plays a big part because the fans weren't burned out by, you know, being in there for you know right. four hours already. So, yep. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, uh, yeah, I agree. It was, it was great. So Anna Jay is 24 years old, and she has had, uh, I'm not seeing it right off the top here. I'll look it up. I'll I, When I tweet this uh, episode out, I'll put it in there. I'll tag her and put it in there how impressive we are. And I think Julia Hart, same way. I think she's only 23 or 24. And, uh, you know, say what you want about AEW. They are building homegrown stars for sure. So uh, I figure we'll do two separate ratings since they were technically two separate shows. Uh, Battle of the Belts following uh, Rampage. I gave Rampage about a three. Three beards for me. 
Yeah, exactly. I I, uh, I wanted to. I I keep thinking that that there's going to be they're going to put hands on each other when Cargill and Valkyrie get together. And had that happened, I would have absolutely. Don't make it weird. I would have <laughs> I was absolutely. Just I would have given it three and a half stars in a heartbeat. But yeah, easy day, three stars, lots of fun. Um, yeah, it's saying on here that she has seventy one matches, but oh yeah, and it was under a hundred. Yeah, this is uh, this is from a little bit ago. So, but yeah, no kudos to uh, kudos to that entire roster and a great five hundred matches. Like even if it's five hundred matches, she does not work like somebody who has had that little amount of time in the ring. Uh, and I think she's one of the ones that Moxley. It was either Moxley or it might have been Moxley on his Renee Paquette show where he brought up that the house shows are going to benefit people like her who, because they're not running the ropes and running the house shows all the time, like they do in WWE, getting that extra time and working looser will help them. So, man, can you imagine what she's going to be like? Just like we talked about the guns five years down the road. Yeah, that's crazy. The guns have been doing this for two years. Like, If AEW is smart and, and they put these guys on long-term, con- and girls, on long-term contracts, they're the <laughs> they're exactly what your WWE fans like to say they, they're doing. But they are building stars, yeah. And and I, and I chuckle. I, I say that about the Twitter, the Twitter stands in WWE. You're like, oh, but you can't put Cody over because he's got to build, be built, whatever. Like we're building new stars. No, you're not. You got the same. Anyway, I'll go on my rant later. But yeah, they're definitely investing in some of these younger talent, like Jade Cargill. Same one. Yeah, made her debut in AEW. Hasn't gone anywhere else. Uh, Mark Henry, Mark Henry, and Booker T were working with her, um, and now. You know, she's, you know, she's come so far from. We're going to talk about first, her in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So three, three, uh, three beards. Great job to the uh, AEW roster. Um, really, really good job producing the matches. Everyone looked great. And uh, Tony Khan, he sharpened his pencil because uh, we roll right into Battle of the Belts. Yep. And we start right off with everybody's favorite, Orange Cassidy and Drillistico. I did like, so the, the way they did this was pretty cool. So Julia Hart's leaving from her main event, and obviously she's in the House of Black, and House of Black's been feuding with the the best friends. I really appreciated, like, she's happy she's won. Yeah, smile on her face. As soon as Orange Cassidy music hits, man, her face, like, changes, and she goes right back into evil Julia Hart. I'm like, this girl, woman is is doing amazing things and it's little things even so i've been noticing in her house of black stuff when she's standing outside she's just got this stoic look she's kind of in the right place at all the time and i'm like man she is gonna be something else and the way she just switched boom switched her face real quick fantastic and kind of stared at him and i love how orange cassidy didn't even pay attention to her like he just didn't care she's there whatever uh so we roll right into that match uh pretty good match i enjoyed it um obviously we're setting up Again, AEW crossing crossing their streams, but we've got it looks like we're gonna get uh Rush's team. I'm not even gonna try to attempt saying El Eagle, whatever it's called. Uh Ednabrele family, whatever. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try it. But it looks like we're setting his team versus the best friends. At the same time, the best friends are still going with the House of Black. Oh, by the way, the House of Black is still feuding with JSA. Oh yeah, the JSA is gonna feud with Adam Cole and acclaim now. Like I love all the cross pollination. Oh, and the JSA with Jericho is probably going to feud with Keith Lee. Oh, Keith Lee is still f- feuding with Swerve Strickland. 
Swerve Strickland's now feuding with, feuding with Darby Allen, who's going into a program with MJF, who's with, I'm like, holy cow. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Like I started mapping this out in my head last night. I'm like every single, other than the Blackpool Combat Club and Elite stuff, almost everybody else in the roster is somehow... I feel like the dude, uh, what was it, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where he's got all mapped out this conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah. Like That's how I feel the AEW roster is right now. Everybody is connected somehow to Jericho, but it's just it was funny. I, I was sitting there thinking that. Anyway, I got off on a tangent there. I, I went yeah, I on one of your wait. tangents. Yeah. Oh, shiny object. I can't wait to see what, uh, what comes of the Adam Cole, Jericho stare. When uh, Gar- when Cole defeated Garcia, so I think that is going to be a lot of fun once that you know sort of unfolds. So yeah, great match. Cassidy uh, freshly squeezed gets the win, and then we see House of Black. Oh, and they they can do no wrong right now. And you know, Buddy Murphy is uh, you know he went from being this two hundred five guy. Uh, probably one of the luckiest men on the planet. That is uh, Rhea Ripley's real life um, boyfriend right now. And yeah, they they all just are playing their role perfectly. And then they've got their they've got their ominous, dark leader esque sort of thing with uh, with heart when she's outside the ring. Um, and now you know she can go. So whew, sign me up. Man, I cannot wait for Orange Cassidy and Buddy Matthew. Oh, talk about styles make matches. Because <laughs> they did a little bit of stuff in their trios match, but a singles match between, oh, man. Yeah, and Buddy can go, too, because when he was a 205 guy, he would do a lot of flips, and he used to do this uh, corkscrew move off the off the top rope. So I think uh, him and um, Pac had uh had some pretty decent matches in their cruiserweight days so that'll be uh that'll be fun to see you know what uh what kind of story they can tell in the ring so hell yeah i cannot wait for that one i think that is going to be a fantastic uh wow yeah i can't wait that's gonna be a great great showing then you get mark briscoe in the back uh which i love mark briscoe man every time i see him i just smile and i i rest in peace man like jay every time gone too soon but uh Really enjoyed the the Jay Lethal talking to him, you know, that they've been uh, against each other for all this time. And, hey, we, you know, we should work together. And at first I was thinking, I'm like, mm, this is weird because Mark Briscoe has recently come out and said that he will never do a tag team again. That any work he does will be in trios or it will be in uh, 
singles matches that he's not going to, you know, nobody's going to replace his brother, which yeah, I don't blame him. So when they were talking about, Hey, we should work together. I was like, all right, this is a little weird. Cause I already know. And then <laughs> he shakes his hand and the rest of the crew come in and Jeff Jarrett pats him on the back. And I love Mark's face. Like, wait, I, what, what is going on here? So I'm very curious to see what's going to go on with that. Uh, I would love to see a Jeff Jarrett versus Mark Briscoe match. Oh man. Like, Oh man, that'd just be a lot of fun. The two of them. Yeah. The two of them would have a great match. Uh, Jeff Jarrett is another one that, you know, in his aid, you know, with his sage wisdom um, and then with Briscoe and all the noise he makes in the ring. Just, <laughs> it would be so fantastic. Funny. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to do a Briscoe's marathon today. Actually going off on a, a, a spinoff here. Uh, New Japan had an event last night and Okada lost the belt. Sanda beat him. Yep. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently it was. It's funny because uh, people are comparing it to the Cody Rhodes thing because uh, it was one of those uh, Sanda has been wanting the belt, chasing the belt, and it was a very good feel-good moment for him to win it, and they had him win it. And everybody's like, see, you could do that, and it doesn't hurt the champion, and now the champion can win it back. And I'm like, <laughs> but yeah, it was a, a surprise on that. And then um, I guess the triple threat with uh, um, Mercedes Monet and uh, I forget who she was in the ring. Apparently, it was probably... It's been listed as one of the best triple threat matches of the year. And I'm like, hmm, okay, we'll have to see about that because yeah, there's some pretty good out. ones. So, yeah, I might have to pull up my new Japan account and see if I can't figure out how to make it work. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And watch I'm still that. Getting, still getting charged for it. I can't get on it. So. Well, we need well, to combine no, yeah, them all saw, into one yeah. account for us. Yeah, I saw uh, Monet retained her title, so kudos to her. Uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens, what Okada decides to do now. Um, as we're getting ever so close to Forbidden Door 2 in Ontario, Canada. So, um, yeah, so then we roll right into the TBS title match. And this this young lady, Billy Stark, um, the joke or the, the commentary commentators were saying, yeah, she was able to be here today because she's off of school. So evidently she's still in high school. She's still in high school. And uh, she's over here competing with, a competing for a championship and 18 years old. This was the best match I have seen Jade Cargill have absolutely awesome. And I think it, I think it's good timing because she's going to have to work with Valkyrie who is phenomenal. She is such a good wrestler. Um, She's held the rain arena title numerous times. She's been the impact um, champion numerous times. She has won the MLW Women's Championship, and she's been wrestling for you know eight, ten years. And uh, that's her husband is um, Johnny Nitro or Johnny. What would he call him? Johnny Drip Drip. When Johnny was, Wrestling, uh, Johnny AEW, yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, this this is going to be a great program. I think it's going to help Jade in the long run. Um, and this. Aesthetically, I love the look of this TBS title. I thought the match was really good and so just a really good showing and a really good win for Jade um, I don't want a TBS championship. Yeah, and, and that says a lot for Billy Starks too, right? Yeah. Like she is 18 years old. Uh, they build her as a, f- uh, a prodigy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I, I know the name. Uh, I've known of her, but I, pro- I will say I'm not versed on her work. I promise you by the end of this weekend, I will have watched a bunch of Billy Starks matches via YouTube, via wherever I can find them, because that showing of hers was amazing. 
Uh, I want to see the all elite, all elite graphic for her as soon as she graduates. Uh, and again, that goes back to Tony Khan getting young stars and building them because he's also already signed. There's one uh, in, I want to say it's Nick or something. I can't remember what his name is, but uh, he is a strong uh, 18 year. I think he's 17 right now. Wrestler in GCW has been doing shows on them. He's already signed him to a futures deal as long as he uh, finishes high school. Uh, yeah, so he's uh, signed, signed Nick. I, I can't remember his last name, but he's another one that it's worth going to check out. One of these prodigies. And then there's one in Japan uh, that is going against Monet down the road, or she's mentioned wanting to work with her. So it's pretty cool to see these 18-year-old, really young prodigies coming around and wanting to do some work. But yeah, Billy Starks, uh, I promise you, I will be following up and looking into some of her stuff because she does some amazing, uh, did some amazing work in this match. Yeah, some of the stuff she did was amazing. Uh, then we got the Brandon Cutler uh, Nakazawa in the backstage, which I said is the only thing that kind of tied into the Blackpool Comic Club. Uh, I love the fact that, you know, what do you do against bullies? You you fight them, you take them on. And uh, so they're going to go up against the Blackpool Combat Club on Wednesday. Whew, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a brutal squash. <laughs> but I, I liked Sirius Brandon in this. I liked him taking off the face mask. And, you know, Brandon can go. A lot of people don't realize, but he helps produce and and do a lot of the Young's book, Young Buck matches. And he's one of their training partners. And Nakazawa is one of uh, Omega's training partners and producers. So those two guys, they look goofy. They play the goofy parts, but they can go. So maybe it won't be a squash, but it's going to be a squash. Yeah, I think uh, it'll be a fun It'll be a fun match. It'll show a different side of their character, which, you know, you get back into character work. That's how the fans are either with you or against you when you're able to build that that faction or that group together, that, that group that's together to make them a little bit stronger. Now it's not just one person carrying the load, just like how with, um, you know, the rockers with Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels, Shawn Michaels was the, you know, the guy or, or with, um, what was it? The heavy machine, heavy machinery where, uh, Tucky was, uh, you know, he's not even wrestling anymore. You build that foundation. And yeah, I think this will be awesome. Um, probably not as awesome as uh, seeing the Lucha Brothers, not only holding wrestling gold, but just seeing them in the ring. And man, oh, just whew, man, awesome. So you like this match? I, I didn't I, care for it. I just like the Lucha Brothers. Um, and I think they had to. They had to hold back because exactly QT is QT is who he is. And Hobbs is just a big, strong, big, strong dude. I mean, he's athletic, so I'm sure, you know, he could do a few moves, but he's not a, a Keith Lee or a Bronson Reed big guy. Um, so, yeah. Or Brian Cage. Whew. That, uh, yeah. We say uh, styles make matches and usually it's good. I just felt like these this pairing didn't work as well. Like you said, I felt like I felt like the so it was interesting booking to begin with because you're not going to want to put Hobbs out as the new you're not going to want to pin Hobbs as the new champion. You're not going to let the Lucha Brothers lose. So obviously QT's taking the pin, but you're trying to build QT as something. So it was just a very odd matching to begin with. Um but I agree. I felt like in general the Lucha Brothers kind of had to slow their roll down. You didn't see a lot of their big move sets. Um and, and, and I don't want to take anything away from Hobbs or QT because they take bumps. Anybody who gets in that ring is way better at it than I am ever going to be. <laughs> so shout out to them. Great job. 
I just felt like the pairing didn't work well. It was actually my it actually was probably my least favorite match of Friday altogether. Oh wow! And that's saying something because I'm a Lucha Brother Mark. I I love the Lucha Brothers. Uh, and that yeah, that was probably my least favorite match of Friday, including the SmackDown stuff. Wow. Okay. Jeez. But I mean, the right outcome. You you don't want to take the 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 titles off the Lucha Brothers and then Mark Briscoe at the end coming and hugging them. Cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, I love the tribute stuff there, but I mean, it was what it was. Uh, I was kind of bored with it. And like, like you, you said it perfectly. Like I felt like they had to slow down. Like they had to not go into top gear like they would against FTR or they would against the acclaimed or they, it was almost like you could tell they had to gear it down, but you know, cool. It is what it is. It's just some people don't have chemistry in the ring. And obviously these four didn't. So hopefully it was a one and done. And I was worried about this anyway, because Hobbs didn't really have good chemistry with Penta or Phoenix going into it. So yeah, that's right. I was like, they've already, they had their back-to-back matches with Hobbs and then it, they, they weren't terrible matches. Cause I mean, I don't think Phoenix and Penta can have bad matches, but like you said, they're, I don't know if he's just not giving in the ring that that's why it came off like that. Uh, QT is, I mean, he gives all day. Um, he's one of the trainers in the back. So kudos to, to his skill set being able to not only uh, wrestle, but coach and do some of the behind the scenes stuff without being, you know, in the headlines every weekend. So, but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was fun. I think the match of the night on this one has to be the Jade Cargill and uh, start uh, stars match. And um, yeah, good, uh, good stuff. Yeah. Are you doing, uh, yeah. For all of AEW for both shows combined. Uh, well, for the battle of the belts, I would say. Oh, okay. Oh yeah. One. Hands down. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. And I actually think that might be, well, the Darby Lee Moriarty was pretty good. That was really so good. But if I went most, all AEW shows, it oh man, that'd be tough if I had to. Yeah, we're gonna keep a battle of the belt separate. <laughs> yeah, because if you look at Rampage, Darby Allen was good, and then the Anna J, uh, Julie Hart was really good too. I almost think I might give it to them. So both women matches were my favorite matches. Yeah, because what not only was it a great match, but it was so surprising because you don't see them in the ring every day. It was like when Penelope Ford um, had a match against the Bunny. And they put it in and I was like, good yes. night. Are you swear? What? So uh, kudos to uh, to those matches. I am so proud of Tony giving uh, giving so much TV time to the women this weekend. And because uh, they deserve, you know, I'd like to see them have their own their own pay-per-view or how WWE did the May Young Classic. Maybe they do. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping they do the Owen Cup again which I'm sure they will, but I hope this time it's not like Britt Baker and Adam Cole, like bring in. Yes. Like, like put Julia Hart in it, put Anna Jay in it, put the bunny. Speaking of which, I, I'm curious what her status is. I haven't seen anything from her since that scary looking injury in the match she a while was, back. Yeah. She was ringside a couple of weeks ago when uh, butcher had uh, the international. Title oh, that's right. Match. Um, she looked fine. Um, yeah, so I, I yeah I don't know if uh, if she's still healing up or whatever, but it was good to see her ringside. Yeah, I just hope I hope they do the Owen and uh, they put because last year was kind of obviously Adam Cole and Britt Baker the couple we kind of saw it coming. I'd like to see him run a really good tournament and bring in like Sheeta and Riho and Nyla Rose and put it put together. 
take the opportunity to put together some dream matches where you don't have to have this crazy story behind it. Yeah. Because, you know, the casual fans, as they're called, get all upset if they don't know the story. But bring in Billy Starks, right? Put her in it. Have her go against Riho. Oh, now that I just said that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, like please. See. I have like just made see. that match. Yeah. <laughs> it's I've been I've penciled it in. I'd like yep. to see Camille from the NWA uh in the ring with with either Jade Cargill or Valkyrie. Um, you know, she's 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 done some work in Japan recently and it, you know, looked great. Um yeah, so she's what's Diana Parazzo up to? She is uh she's with Impact right now. She okay, was I thought her contract- the women's champion, but now she's um She's not the champ, but she's she's over. Okay. I thought I heard her contract was coming up or was up because her and uh, Britt Baker are really good friends, so I'd like to see her come, and she'd be a good one to put in that tournament. Yeah. The rumor was she was going to be heading to WWE when uh, Chelsea Green went over there, and I haven't I haven't heard anything. She may have – her contract may have had to go a little bit longer because she was injured for a little bit. So. Oh, okay. All right. So uh, three beards for uh, Battle of the Belts from me. What about you? Um, yeah, three, I'm, you know, I'm going to give it three and a half kudos to, uh, Jade and, uh, Billy for a fantastic match. I really appreciated it. And you both should be very, very proud. Billy brought the best out of Jade and, uh, really Jade really let Billy shine. And that, that I love that. That was awesome. Yeah, that was uh, definitely a feel good match. I, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, matter of fact, when I post this out, I'm going to tag them both in this like they'll ever see it, but I'm going to tag them both just so they know we love what you guys did in the ring. Fantastic work, Billy. Keep it up. want to see a lot more of you going forward. And like I said, I will be, uh, creepily, well, not creepily, sorry, not creepily stalking you on YouTube and wherever I can find your matches this weekend to check out some of your stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Three beards for me. So it's funny. All three shows on Friday got three beards for me. So if I had to pick a winner, man, I don't know. Uh, Smackdown. Wow. Yeah. Yeah I, gave, so, uh, yeah. I gave three and a half beards to the battle of the belts that, uh, that was the highest rating I gave kudos to, uh, the entire, that entire two hours of professional wrestling was, was really good. SmackDown was good too. It was very refreshing cause it wasn't Monday. So yeah. So I gave, uh, I gave my, my, um, my show of the week to battle of the belts. Yeah, I know mine's shocking. The reason I went SmackDown, because I feel like I need to justify myself now, is I like the Bloodline storyline throughout. They they hit that trifecta. The matches were decent. Uh, I felt like Battle of the Belts and um, Rampage were missing some more story-driven threads throughout the show, which I'm used to in AEW, uh, and I hate QTV, so that kind of knocked, knocked Rampage out. Battle of the Belts... Man, I don't know. Like, they're all a three for me, so it's really hard to pick. I'm going to stick with my leaning towards uh, SmackDown, which hurts my heart because I'm such an AEW fan. But <laughs> I enjoyed the Sami Zayn KO stuff a little bit more than I enjoyed. Well, yeah, here, this is why. This is my justification. Backstage segments is probably what gave it to because the match stuff was good. I think AEW has the advantage of that. I enjoyed the KO Bloodline stuff more than I enjoyed QTTV. So oh, yeah. that's probably why I'm going to give it to them. Yeah, I enjoyed just about anything more than QTV. Dentist, yep. I don't like the dentist. I think QTV than the dentist. I like the dentist. She's awesome. DMD, no, I'm baby. talking actually good. Yeah, if it, if if Britt was my dentist, yeah, please. She's she's in Orlando. We can just hey, set up an appointment. Trip. Yeah, I got to get a yeah. cleaning. 
Hey, I need uh, hold on. Uh, I need my teeth fixed. <laughs> yeah, I'll pull my. Pull my I wonder how many out. people go to her as like wrestling fans. Like, I'm just be it'd be that'd be weird. I'm surprised she still does it, but yeah, she's still got an active yeah. practice in Orlando. It's Good crazy. All right, well, it's that time of the show where I say follow us at No Shave Man Cave on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. We are on all those. Ellie Jair runs the TikTok and Instagram part. Uh, we both contribute to the Twitter, so that's why if you see something tweeted twice and there's two different takes on it, that's probably why. Maybe we start putting our initials on it so people yeah. know. Because I, I tweeted something about the Matt Cardona thing, and then like 10 seconds later, you tweeted the Matt Cardona video. And mine was like, hey, that's the line my wife says. What are you doing? Looking at figs. So, yeah. But uh, yeah. so that's why I'll if the Twitter gets a little LJ confusing. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's why if the Twitter gets a little confusing, we're both on that. Uh, YouTube is going to be a joint run venture right now. He's dropping solo videos on there. I am going to figure out how to get more involved in that and do those. Follow us. Also, our email. I don't think I've given this out in a while. Noshavemancave at gmail.com. Noshavemancave at gmail.com if you want to get in touch with us. You want to fire off uh, email, some hate mail, some love mail, uh, no nudes, please. But uh, fire off some emails uh, with some comments. We will uh, check them out and uh, shout it out on here if we can. If you're listening to us on Apple, Spotify, any of those fun places to get podcasts, please uh, drop a comment, a five star if you haven't already. Uh, let us know what you're thinking of the show. Give us some feedback so we can continue to grow and get better in this adventure. These two disabled vets on a fist. Fixed income are going on. Appreciate all the love, guys. It's time for the hot tag. Hit him with the finisher. Bump and feed. Bump and feed. Hey, thank you so much. Uh, like JT said to our to our followers, uh, just while we were sitting here, six more followers join the fam on Twitter. Thank you so much to uh, everyone who's following us on YouTube. Thank you, thank you. Uh, like JT said, no shape man cave at gmail.com. Shoot us an email. Send us a tweet. Whatever. I will answer it online. So keep doing what you're doing. Very, very appreciative. And to our brothers and sisters in arms, some gave all, all gave some. Thank you for your service. And uh, until next time, my friends, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and I'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Men Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on the No Shave Men Cave. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free warbyparker.com slash covered.